0: I'm Kat from ROCK95. And I'm Charlie from 107.5 Cool FM. And welcome to More Than Real Estate Podcast. This is all about bringing life and energy to real estate without always talking about real estate. On these podcasts, you can look forward to interviews with influential members and industry partners. These stories will focus
1: on their personal growth and incorporate lighthearted, inspiring and sometimes funny segments. Highlighting the fact that there's more to realtor life than being a realtor. Uh, mortgage Wellness is a local mortgage advisory firm with many offices throughout Simcoe County. As part of our ongoing partnership with Mortgage Wellness today, we've brought them in to discuss the process of being approved for first time mortgages, and they will also share some of their tips for first time home buyers. We've got Mike Moore, agent, mortgage planner, and partner, and Shauna Harrison, senior mortgage planner and partner here. Hello. Hello. Good morning. So, this real estate market is insane. Super fun. Right. So, for first time home buyers, are there any tips just right off the bat that you can kind of throw out there? Because I know everyone's like, well, first you have to go to a mortgage broker, then you have to go to your agent. But I mean, it's still very confusing. So, is there just something, is there a way to kind of streamline this process from your perspective for, for new home buyers?
2: I think, in that case, for first time home buyers, I think the first step before going and doing anything would be 100% getting a pre approval, one without question. I mean, before, an agent takes them out shopping, I think the biggest thing would be is they would want to know what the budget is and at the same point communicating, I would say well that's a mortgage loans so we communicate with the realtors as well, so there's no uh, question marks when they're out actively shopping. And it's rather than say you know the client should be good for X amount of dollars by doing the pre approval up front and getting the documents up front, we could say. You should you're not you should not be okay you're definitely okay because we review documentation up front.
0: Sure. Now, can I ask what the difference is so again for first time buyers people that really are going into this blind and you know the natural instinct is, oh, I should go to my bank. So what is the difference between like you guys and let's say they're just home bank account, bank brokerage like.
3: I can say from my opinion, the difference between going, when clients come and say they've been pre-approved or they're gonna go to their bank for pre-approval, what we tend to find is that um, unless the clients have a good relationship with a personal banker that actually goes into detail, into their income, into the how they're paid, um, and really does a good document review, the pre-approvals tend to be very, um, the, the, the people come from the bank, tend to be very, OK, here's what you earn. Here's what, here's what your debts are. This is the range you can afford in. And a lot of first time home buyers mistakenly think that that means I can go buy a house in the range that my bank said um, with, and I've had instances where I've gotten into documents and, you know, the income structure is a little bit different or it has to be looked at differently or um, in some cases, the bank didn't even pull the client's credit and they just didn't qualify for an insured mortgage. So you have to be, you have to be very careful um, and you have to make sure that when you have a pre-approval that um, it's been looked at thoroughly and that you have the confidence um, and the constant contact with the person who did that initial uh, review of your information so people have shopped around
1: they said mortgage wellness is where i want to go what do they need what do you need from them to get that pre-approval
2: a lot of times you get a little bit of pushback on documents so it's usually t4s uh, letter of employment pay stubs um bank statements we get 90 history a lot of times obviously for uh, because we're going through COVID, we don't really meet with people face to face as much as we used to so we get identification as well and that couldn't be the start of the process is really we'd have the conversation with them so probably about anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour to do the initial application which is just providing preliminary information and then for us to hammer down those numbers to say dot the i's across the t's we would get the, those like documents really for sure
0: how do you deal with um you know the down payment right like you need a deposit or like how does it work if people don't have like fifty or $80,000, you know, I guess for the initial down payment of the house, like how does that work? Can they just get a mortgage
3: anyway? The days of, there used to be, there used to be a period where uh, there was zero down payment available. Those days are long gone. Um, now, yeah, it's, it caused a lot of problems and if, when the market corrected, you're at hundred percent financing and it, it, it caused a lot of issues. So. The new guidelines uh, did away with that. So we're still at 5% down, minimum of 5% down um, at five hundred thousand dollars first price or less. Anything over, you have to 10% for everything over $500,000. So 10%. 10, (laughs) Well, yeah, in this market, right? It's, well, it's 5% of the first $500,000. So 25,000 for the first 500 and then 10% for every dollar over that. So that's something that's also, you know, important to educate first-time home buyers on because they think 5%, 5%, 5%, well, 5% of 500,000, 5%, you know, 5% is not gonna get you an $800,000 house, right? Um, so down payment is something that generally, you know, saving is always the best. It's hard to do these days, of course. Um, we do see a lot of uh, first-time home I don't know, Mike, what do you think like, percentage wise that get gifted funds from their parents just to get off the ground, you know, just to get majority, things going? Majority. I know when I bought my first house in 2005, I had gifted, I had my mom help me with down payment and she went on the mortgage with me. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. it's not it's not uncommon. And I think a lot of 1st time homebuyers are um, hesitant to want to ask, but it's um, it's having to, it's more common than not now um, to get on t- into the property uh, I'd say right. a big, yeah, a yeah. big
2: percentage of it. I'd say I, I probably about almost ninety percent of the deals that I do have um, the bank, bank of mom and dad involved in some way, whether it be co-signing or in get the funds. Way. Yeah, yes. big time. The
0: That's, bank of mom and dad. I yeah. That's
1: uh,
2: I
0: still do check in with that
1: bank. Yeah. I
0: know once in a while I may go
1: withdrawal. <laughs> uh, so we were talking about documentation earlier. So what are some factors that I don't want to say red flags, but some factors that might affect? an approval or the amount that you would be approved for like what are the biggest the biggest things people should watch out for or try and fix <laughs>
3: i think that i think that we're seeing a lot of younger people these days um, be probably because of how tough things are right now wanting to be entrepreneurs and wanting to do their own businesses and some of them are quite successful uh, making a good earning as a self-employed doing you know whatever it is that they're doing but that presents a little bit of a problem for purchasing a house because for self-employment, you have to have a two year history of it. So um, we see a lot of first-time home buyers that are started their own business, you know, nine months ago and are making a really good living and have and can't understand why we have to, so we can down the road another year not and a half
1: qualify for a mortgage. Even if you have like half of it, if you're an entrepreneur, like a new entrepreneur,
3: I think it, it depends on previous employment. There are some allowances to be able to buy with less than less than two years as a self-employed person, but you have to have previous employment history in that field to support it. So, yeah, that's why it's really you can't just say I make eighty thousand dollars a year and get a pre-approval. You have to get into those documents and a lot of I work for this company. I'm a con, but you're a contracted employee. You're not. That doesn't even count if your if your company doesn't take uh, income taxes. EICPP off of your pay, you are not technically considered an employee. I don't think that's
0: a really important thing to know because we have seen, especially in the last couple of years, everybody really getting into this self-employment, um, and and are some of them are doing quite well. But then I guess yeah, they don't realize like because even if they're if they're leasing a space for their business, that doesn't count, right? But what if they were able to buy that space? Would that be an exception for some reason? Like, again, if they couldn't, but if the parent, <laughs> if the bank of parents gave them the money that they bought sort of a retail space and they're less than two years into their entrepreneur, their business at that point, could they then qualify for that
3: mortgage? Would that work? If I've you see get that. To a magical 20% down number, there's a <laughs> yeah. lot of options to do a lot of different things. Well, but if doors, we're talking yeah. for underneath under 20% down, the restrictions are very
2: Yeah, inside of a box pretty much under 20%.
3: So how
0: basically do you coach people at this point? Because I think you know we're seeing that the market is insane. Right. So
1: self-employed people, I guess, is the question. Yeah. Right. Like, so what's the difference? What do they need other than the two-year work history? I because think, I know it is harder for self-employed people to get on a phone right?
2: For sure. I, well, I definitely would say there's more steps to, uh, to be taken. And I think the big challenge we see with a lot of people that are self-employed is that they make this, this great gross earnings each year, but then they go to their accountant and they say, I don't want to pay X amount of dollars in taxes at the end of the year. So how can I avoid doing so? And then they write their income down. So their gross income could say be hundred thousand and they write it down to 30,000. They say, well, I made hundred grand last year. And then we get the income forms. And it was like, well, no, you made 30,000 because that was your net income and we're basing income on that $30,000. So
0: net income is
2: important for them to be aware. So when they they are playing around with
0: their
1: taxes, if they want a property, they nobody should plays there. around with their taxes. No, no, Charlie. Totally. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 you you get to gross. You can gross you, you Mike's at a loss for words. No.
3: Well, <laughs> yeah isn't that the tricky part yeah so you're we can can gross up net income there's in some cases where the banks and everybody there's there's more write-offs than necessary you know than maybe should be and and you know the banks know that everybody knows it but it's kind of one of those things if you're starting off that you know if you maybe just the first couple years your business show strong returns right like show strong (laughs) returns Um, unless you have 20% down. And then if you want to, you know, have a special relationship with your accountant. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't have a special
1: relationship <laughs> with their accountant? Um, so there are the rules and rules are changing for homeownership. Are there any incentives, old or new, for first time buyers that people can take advantage of or maybe they don't know about?
2: It definitely. And say right now, so in Simcoe County, if you live and rent in Simcoe, uh, Simcoe County at this time, there are grants that provide up to 10% of a down payment um in that case so it is a little bit restrictive on purchase price because the max purchase price is actually under five hundred thousand. so oh, that would be right. extremely difficult <laughs> so it is that successful
1: outdated. uh yeah it
2: is a little bit outdated i would say about three years outdated. um there is some programs with uh cmhc where if you're a first time home buyer you have five percent down that they can match on an existing property up to five percent down um if it's a new building you up to ten percent but uh, i think success rate on those have we ever there.
1: done one i've never done I, I think like, in the never case
2: well, not to say that they haven't been approved, I think when you present it to the clients to say, like, CMHC is going to give to you five percent, but they actually own five percent of the property. So at the time when you go to sell in the future, it's like, okay, you bought this house for $509, you're selling it for a million, you have to, you have to pay that. Yeah, so they get the
3: return, they're yeah. getting yeah. the property so the
2: Yeah, it's, it's, an, it's, a, it's an investment, nope. it's not, really, it's an investor, yeah. basically. Somebody, well, it's, it's a government, it's government based, right? So uh, CMHC true. that's doing it, but uh, they essentially own.
3: It's hard to qualify for that too. But right yeah. now, because of the price points, right, yeah. it's it's not necessarily something that we see in this market be successful just because of the price of houses, because based on your income, there's a max purchase price. And so it's, it's more for smaller markets. Um, not, yeah, this one, <laughs> this one, <laughs> no. <nope.
0: laughs> what happened here? Like, can I just ask, like, you know, I came from Toronto 10 years ago.
1: And we got a great deal
0: on a, a property with acreage. And we were like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then in the last 10 years in Barrie and well, Simcoe County surrounding areas, everything has just ballooned. And do you see a correction? Do you see a, like hope for, for first time home buyers? Do you see an opportunity? Because I mean, you're, like these houses, even townhouses are going for close to a million in, yeah. in Barrie. And I'm not trying to diminish Barrie, but usually when people go north, they try to come to get a bit of relief from obviously the, the cost of living in the cities.
3: I guess if you're coming from the city to bury it, might be a little yeah. bit of a relief, right? I guess it,
0: yeah.
3: it's uh, you know disclaimer, not an economist. I you know I, I I don't know. We have there's a lot of opinion about what's happening, and uh,
0: what is that I, opinion? Let's
3: talk well, to the boss. Correction, correction is a is not a strange sure word. It's opinion, <laughs> and is going to be like house prices crashing um some people view the correction as just a correction from the incredible uh acceleration of prices over the past and how does months. it correct it like how does that the happen prices
1: have started to drop here they're on, slow
3: they're, yeah.
0: they're slowing down they're, and why yeah. like how does that happen so they go through the roof and now now like you said there's a fund supply and demand, demand. Exactly, yeah exactly. so there is more coming on the market then there's more demand at this or there's more people willing to sell so then there's at this point, it's not where we're starting. We're to see in a weird problems. shift
3: right now. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, weird things
2: happening. I think like when we based what was happening at the beginning of the year, there was like maybe five or six homes for sale. So you had hundreds of people looking at those five or six homes, but now that there's many more homes for sale, it's like, okay, I don't just have to look at those five or six homes. They have a lot more homes to look at. So things are now sitting there for just five days and selling. I think that there's more variety to choose from. So people aren't feeling the pressure to go put an offer on, because the there's not only just five houses for sale at
1: this point. But and then we, do the rising interest rates also have, something to do with that. And maybe I thought gas it slow prices. It down. Yeah. I mean, I people just... who have moved to Barrie, it's like the Toronto bedroom community, that's what they call us now. And is yeah. it bedroom community, Is that what they say? I don't know. Whatever that is. It's it, called like, the GTA by right? So when you're commuting yeah. an hour and a half to the GTA, yeah. from the GTA, so <laughs> with for, with gas at $2 a liter, I mean.
2: But yeah, in the case, I think with um, the interest rates, I think the big thing too is that we've seen, uh, like nobody was really talking about the rates from last year from august we watched rates pretty much creep up almost every single month until the new year but there was no news about fixed rates increasing but the moment the bank of canada increased it by a quarter percent it was like everybody went into panic mode it's like well fixed rates actually in the summer months of 2021 were in the mid ones high mid to high ones yeah. and then by december we were seeing them in the mid to like low threes if, or mid twos uh to low threes but there was not very much information provided out at that time i think social media may have uh scared may put some scare tactics out there but I think that's kind of the big thing. I don't know if interest rates. Uh, for me, anyways, when I look at the rate of interest, like, oh, I, I'm going to be too much interest on that house. I'm like, well, how much is that house appreciating? If you didn't buy it today, even with an inflated, a little bit of an inflated interest rate, it's not a. I think a significant difference at the end
3: of the day. But. I think there's a lot of people, too, that are parents are Parents that, oh, you know, in 19, yeah. interest rates were 18 and a half percent. I think there's a lot sure, of people. I thought interest rates rising would slow people down. It doesn't seem to be the case. I think, yeah. if anything, there's probably people are trying to get in while they can because they think they're going to keep going up, 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 up. So, and supply well, really, is this is just my speculation. Wouldn't it be better to buy if you're a first-time home buyer? Mm-hmm. It makes sense to
1: me to buy it with a higher interest rate because it means the price purchase price will be a little lower. So if that does correct, when it does correct itself back down, or if it does, you're already at the highest level that you can be paying interest-wise. So wouldn't your mortgage just go down at that
3: point? Is that not a logical? Thing? Well, i got to remember, too, that even with the, with fixed rates being up, We're qualifying these all these mortgages at 2% above that rate. So we're already baking in a 2%, you know, the the numbers show that if you qualify at 4.19%, we're qualifying you at 6.19%. So the bank knows that if rates go up to 6.19, you can still pay your mortgage. So it's already that little bit of safety is already kind of baked in, but I always caution people too about focusing too much on rates because. You know, I've been doing mortgages for 12 years now, and you know, 12 years is only two and a half mortgage cycles, two and a half five-year mortgage cycles. And I've seen rates go down from 1.39 up to 5.2, back down to 1.69, back up to like they've swung probably 10, 12 times in 12 years. So, you know, and when you when an average mortgage, well, an insured mortgage, less than 20% down, is over a 25-year period you're, you know, think about how many interest rate swings you're going to see in the entirety of your home ownership. So choosing to buy or not to buy based on interest rates is, it's important to focus on the rate for affordability, but it's also shouldn't necessarily be the decision deciding factors to whether you actually buy a home or not. Are there
0: rules? Um, So you've got your fixed mortgages, right? And then isn't there, there's something called like an open mortgage rate variable, variable, which means you can put more down, right? Depending on the months, is that right?
2: In the case with variable rates, um, it, it, with most mortgages, you can get them with a discount, so you could potentially get a lower rate than what you would have with the fixed. But it is subject to fluctuation as the Bank of Canada changes their interest rate. So whether they increase or decrease, it could, depending on uh, the type of uh, variable rate, it could increase or decrease some more. Uh,
0: and are you allowed? Let's say, like you were, you won the lottery or came into some estate money or whatever, and you had, let's say, four hundred thousand left on your mortgage. You can't just like pay that rate right to the bank. You like there's th- there's a rule, isn't that there? you can only pay so much down per whatever?
2: Yeah, depending on the lender. So some have a prepayment privileges of 10, 15, or 20%. And with a fixed rate. So fixed and variable rates would still have prepayment uh, options being the same thing, 10, 15, or 20 depending on the lender. Um, but if you're in a fixed rate and you wanted to put a large sum of money down, is that like you could potentially pay a large penalty because you signed a contract with the lender staying you're going to stay in this fixed rate for five years. Right. So they're
1: they only allow
2: you to put interest. so much. That's right. 20%, if, per yeah, 20% per year. 20% per year, let's just say if the lender allows you to do so, or, whereas with a variable, you could still do that 20%, but you could fully pay off that mortgage today and you would pay only three months interest uh, based on what the interest rate balances of that mortgage at that time. Right. I know that's not most people's reality, but I
0: just thought it was just- in It does happen. It's money. We say. can all pay our mortgage off and
3: buy here. Well, there was a case right. in 20, I think,
2: 20 <laughs> I think it was like 2018 or 2019 where a client went out for his friend's birthday, Put twenty dollars in a in a in a slot machine. one yeah. two hundred grand. Calls us the next. Well, it was like a week later. It's like I want to prepay my mortgage by X. And so you can prepay. This is the max um, you can put down this year. And this week inquired to see what the penalty would be to do that uh, full amount. And they did it pre-
0: we're
3: happy pre- to run the numbers yeah. as to the penalty versus the interest you would pay by yeah. not paying yeah. out your mortgage yeah. over yeah. the next week yeah. years. Yeah. So I guess he
0: he just paid whatever he. Just follow the rules. You pay your max then and then pay your max. You, you just put the whole thing on there. He paid like a little I don't bit care. of a
2: penalty just because when it was factoring in how much a penalty was. And he's like, well, you know what? I didn't have this money yesterday. And yeah, just do it. Why not?
1: I mean, I wouldn't trust myself with it. Take it. That's that's Take exactly it. what the person said. It's like, if I have
2: this money, I'm going to do stupid things with it. I put it you know,
1: <laughs> yeah, I put it into his house. So it's a
2: young single guy. That's what he did put it under his properties. So.
1: Okay. Biggest, uh, what are some tips that you have for first time home buyers? Like, what are the things that people need
3: to know that maybe they don't know are there any well I think I I, I don't know about Mike I mean I'm assuming we all do it <laughs> analyzing someone's credit bureau well in advance of planning to buy a house is a good idea because for several reasons one you know not I don't think they do I don't think they do I know that they didn't teach us in high school about managing credit or no or but taxes, I do play no. Funds on the report. <laughs> right? So. Right. So yeah, like keyboarding. Okay. So what about building credit? And so I think that there's a lot of education that has to be done for first-time home buyers. I would say two years in advance of wanting, you know, to look for houses, have someone like a mortgage professional look over your credit bureau, determine what you can do in the next 18 to 24 months to build your credit to where it needs to be. So it's, you know, you've got the, the right amount of trades, you've got some revolving credit, some interval credit, you, have you know, if you need uh, a parent to co-sign on a credit card for the first year just to help build it up, um, you know, and, and even sometimes things appear on your credit bureau that aren't supposed to be there and they can take a long time to get off. So having that looked at and if there is something that shouldn't be there,
1: is there a magic number for credit? like Uh,
3: don't bother if you're under here. If we're talking less than 20% down insured mortgages, which the reality is most first time home buyers don't have 20% down, um, the insurer's minimum is 600. That is the very, very bottom on Equifax. There's two different reporting agencies. And um, I also want to caution too that a lot of these check your credit score on your bank or all these apps, they are never accurate. When we pull it, they are sometimes Equifax to Equifax, forty points difference.
0: So people go and play with those apps and be like, "Look
3: at me, I'm my credit!" And then they right. come to you, and then they're like, "Oh, oh right,
0: it's yes. amazing." Right, so based on my app. <laughs> I don't know what it, app you use. It makes me feel good about myself. <laughs> and then they come to you. Yeah, and
2: yeah, that, that's awesome. And sometimes we have to do that. Yeah.
3: Well, and it's you know like little little tips. A lot of a lot of people keep their credit card limits low, thinking if I keep my limit low, I'm gonna look better to the bank. But if you have a limit of a thousand, but you spend eight hundred a month, and maybe you pay it, maybe you know if it reports at eight hundred, you're getting really close to that limit. So I always tell people like don't change your spending, but if you can up your credit limit, up it because it brings your utilization down, which helps to keep your credit score high. So there's little tricks to using credit so the algorithms like you a little bit better. <laughs>
1: algorithms
3: yeah. the algorithm
2: yeah and those pre-approved <laughs> offers i think that people get so the bank calls you says hey we have limit increase to go from one thousand to ten thousand like i don't know if i want to do that i'd say in any case always to advise clients say if you're pre-approved and there's no credit checks take it yeah i did i get that
0: all effect. the time from my bank like i think i, I purposely have an eight thousand dollar limit on my visa for mm-hmm. for a reason and they're always like congratulations you've been approved for fifteen thousand and i'm like no, yeah. because I will spend that on shoes. Yeah. Then yeah. don't do it. If you know you're going to use it, yes. don't. Yeah. But, but if I'm not, and they suggest they they are giving me this option, you're saying I should take it because it makes me if look you need prettier
2: on credit, the right? algorithms. Well, even if you don't, I uh, <laughs> I, 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 now, I would be say in the case
1: you're going to have to bill for the shoes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, so well, I'd say easy. in the
2: case, I mean, if, if you're not going to utilize the credit if it sits there and you keep the balance low, I'd say I don't say to spend the money. But if you have the ability, or if, if they're offering. Your credit limit increase, I would recommend taking it. Just don't spend the money. Don't go crazy and, and buy, He like said, buy all $8 my sh- or fifteen thousand dollars for the shoes. Try and keep yeah. the limit as, as low as possible. And, and I would say definitely under 50% of the limit. Um, I get so quite easy.
3: surprised too at how many people are, are told from somebody, my fingers moving in bunny ears, <laughs> yeah, unquote. that um, they're closing credit. Oh, I know because if, if you have too much, you can't get approved. It's like, no, it's not about how much credit you have. It's about the way you use that credit. You can have $60,000 in unsecured credit. And if you only owe 2,000, that's good. But people are being told to go and close this because it doesn't look good for a pre-approval. I'm like, no, never, ever close or cancel credit. Never. Because it's easy to get when you don't need it and hard to get when you do. And it's about the balance. It's not about the limit. And mm-hmm. a lot of people, a lot of first-time buyers, think that having too much is a bad thing and um, go around and close it. And I've even had some circumstances where, you know, there's been a joint credit card where you have an authorized user and this person thinks that that's helping report to their credit. It's not. You just have access to your, to your spouse's or card. So you it's need not helping your credit. No. You need your um, <laughs> own that credit.
1: That's
3: why <laughs> you
0: report. always have your own yeah. stuff. Yeah.
1: My dad told me that. <laughs> yeah that's a whole other
0: you story. want
3: that i <laughs> against the trade not a j that's that's and i think
0: that's true. important because i know i've had this conversation with a lot of friends and people a lot of us that have all you know been married with kids for so many years and they're like you know you and your husband you guys have separate accounts you have separate visas you have separate i'm like yeah <laughs> and they're like well, well why and i said well we we collectively opened a little fun joint account when we got married Basically, for my husband to give me money
1: um, when I need to pay off
0: my visa, because that's what it's for. So he for transfers shoes. it
1: it's for shoes, whatever shoes.
0: But so he transfers it into our little savings, and then I transfer it into my own account. Um, and people don't understand that. And I'm like, well, because I have I have no identity really, because and I found that when I got a car all by myself. Oh, um, good job. Because I know, right? Because I never had again with because of my parents helped me out. And then I got married, you know, fairly young in my early 20s. So then again, the car was against my husband because he made more money because we work in radio. And um I didn't have my own credit on the car. Like I could barely get the car I have now, just recently, because I didn't have my own credit established. They're, you're on the
3: ownership and not on yeah, the Yeah, because they were
0: looking at me, they're like, you don't exist in credit world. I'm like. Oh, so how does that work? So, I guess that's something to be mindful of yeah. as well. Credit building is super important for yeah.
3: first time home buyers, super important. And, um, you know, I was lucky I had a mom that was very diligent about making sure I got my first credit card at 16 for gas for my first car and just use that only for gas. Um, she knew it, but I, a, lot of, a lot of parents don't teach their kids and they have to find out the hard way. And, uh, you, can, you can get ahead of that very, very easily
2: and i think it'd be good to also have uh not just have one credit card have like three active, Aww, active?
1: you mean every month you mean well how
2: often? i would say in the case don't go out and go finance a brand new ford f-150 for a thousand dollars a month but uh, yeah because that's your mortgage payment <laughs> right there and that's like definitely decrease obviously affordability but i would say even if you have like a capital one um uh, like just say costco because it's you can walk into costco and five minutes you can be approved and then i can go see those. You know, spend three hundred dollars in there right after but yes, having you probably your bank that's what <laughs> happens every time but have a bank your bank credit card I would say um at least I'd say minimum two or three trades because if you only have one credit card we have seen cases where they what they call thin credit and there's not a lot of active trades or reports so lenders or insurers may be a little bit potentially revolving credit is
3: super important yeah. because it gives it gives the banks I the a little bit of an idea of how you manage money because you are you have to pay it, you spend it, you have to actively pay it. Revolving credit, interval credit, is a car loan, a mortgage payment; those are payments that are, those are just snatched you. straight out of your bank account. So all you have to do is make sure you have money in your account um, for those to to for those to be you know in good shape. But the revolving credit is how they really measure how responsible you are.
0: Because my parents always told me, just one credit card and you pay it off every month. Um, and that well that's because they're right what you might shoot. Yeah, I get, I get it. So basically, I should go get myself an Amex is
2: what you're saying because
0: yeah, I've like, been holding
3: that's that's and, you. I don't know.
1: <laughs> capital what happened was, I capital one. Was, I'm just saying
2: classical because I know you can walk in there and be pretty much the same day. But in the case, I would say even if you have it, you can just have one primary card and have two other mm-hmm. cards just sitting there and maybe use one card for uh, ask purchases every month and then you pay that card off but having one or like more than one is definitely better. so that that's okay so like again if you've got
0: people that just have the one card so you suggest going to get the credit card from costco i'm not saying they- just costco i just
2: i just know in the case <laughs> i walked in, in let like, <laughs> me get you a credit card I'm like sure it's like, get your food. And,
0: and what's another one because you know what happened to mastercard that used to well, be a cool card I and mean, i don't yeah. see people with mastercards anymore MasterCard.
2: yeah, it's the costco is is uh it is now we'll see i've seen mastercard i think at costco oh yes. i'm only saying yes. that because i had to go back in there and they uh when you, know, and you walk in it. and they kind of okay. corner you and you're like, oh, that's right. Yeah, and you say, okay, I already have this card. And I, I just know in the case, that was one where it was probably the fastest answer to- What about the PC card? Like the PC too. Yeah,
1: the PC card. I don't yeah. have that
0: card. I should oh, get points. that. Because yeah. there's cash. always like a lady, mm-hmm. like, yeah, there's always there's a lady groceries. asking me if I want a credit card. And I'm like, no, thank you. I'm you should good. Okay, good to know. All right, say yes.
2: points for groceries. That's right. I jumped there, so. Yeah, I know.
1: All right, uh, well, I think we picked your brains. Yeah, no, I learned a lot. So I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, so we just have a, a rapid fire segment right at the end here where we just ask you a bunch of questions, just first thing that comes to the top of your head. Oh boy. Who's uh, first?
2: Uh, what?
1: Well, uh, what is the last thing you Googled?
2: <laughs> I Googled what time formula and qualifying started. at. <laughs> oh, look at you. <laughs> I Googled how to grow a lemon
3: tree. Right, yeah. seeds and alcohol. Right. right. I yes. If
1: I pour the vodka in the <laughs> lemon tree, will it grow fast?
2: <laughs>
0: are you guys which um the last thing you you binged watched?
2: Or are binge watching now yeah, If you have the I'd time. I'd say Clarkson Farm on Amazon Prime. I think I've watched it, it's only like eight episodes, and I think I've watched it four times.
0: Clarkson Farm. Well, I'm you're really gonna really have really to tell us about it now. So
2: it's uh I've been since a child watched uh this presenter Jeremy Clarkson on Top Gear from like the early nineties. And uh, it's no longer top gear. Went to Grand Tour and he uh, owns a farm in the UK and it shows him going from just he doesn't really know how to do anything. And it's a pretty cool story of somebody who thinks that they can farm and actually can't. He has to just be like, Oh, I'm gonna go plow this field. He's like, oh, I don't know how to plow the field so I'm gonna hire somebody to do it. And then I don't know how to plant so I'm gonna like it's a really good uh, It's like a
1: surreal life uh, like an British <laughs> and it's and it's <laughs> kinda of
2: going through reality of what's happened. It kind of goes through what happened at the beginning of COVID and um, I don't know. I just really enjoy the show. I really is. I really enjoy watching. Them, so all
3: right. Yeah. This is so shameful.
2: <laughs> the show's shameful.
3: No. Oh. What I'm about to say is shameful. I. Doubt it's okay. It. I love reality. Selling Sunset. <laughs> so, I'm so sorry. It's like I feel. it I don't know what it. I don't know what yeah. it is. I feel so. I, I'm so. I love it so much. So but it's but after real word, it trashy. or so it
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 oh yeah. so it's oh, okay. Yeah. It's like yeah. under Los the
3: Angeles.
1: guise of real estate, but it's just straight up. Yeah, <laughs> so like living in Los Angeles and they're like fighting, uh, yeah. and yeah. then
0: they make like the of dollars on commission. Yeah. These houses they show great. the
1: houses and then they show the commission, and then these women are just like,
3: Do you like it? Champagne and, and, and Botox, right. Open right.
1: you guys should offer that for mortgages,
0: yeah. <laughs> you know? Come to the <laughs> wellness mortgage and we'll give you champagne and botox see there you, you guys need a thing that's, that's your thing is. right there <laughs> and uh okay more uh who would play you in a movie go i'd say michael oh. J. Fox.
1: okay yes. oh, who would play you in a movie i, I would ever let anybody make a movie about. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough fair enough thank you so much mike <laughs> and Shana. Okay, guys, thank Thanks for having us. Having us.